Welcome to this edition of Get the Folk In with me, Simon Stevenson, aka Timestitch. We've got a really exciting edition ahead for you. And I had the great pleasure of interviewing Dan Evans for this edition. If you're not familiar with Dan Evans, he is a dulcimer player and composer who's been active on the folk scene for quite a number of years and is now primarily working as a composer and um, with his own individual music with a group of musicians, a collective of musicians who he regularly collaborates with. And in the interview, we talk about many things, including his composition process, um, our mutual love of the guitarist, Pierre and Susan, and also um, we talk about his new album as well, um, A Waltz Through the Woods. So yeah, stay tuned for that interview. And also in this edition, we feature Daria Kulesh, um, who's a focusing and songwriter with Russian and English roots. Um, whose music I, I found out about through her contacting me via email, and I thoroughly love her music, and we have a, a mutual connection that we will talk about later too. As well as that, we also have um, some music from our old favourites, Vicky Swan and Johnny Dyer, and um, Tom Warland too. So without further ado, let's get started with Dan Evans performing a piece of his called Le Resseur de Moulin, and this is a piece that he wrote in a minimalist style, and we talk about this piece in the interview. So the interview will follow this piece by Dan. So sit tight, get a cup of tea, and enjoy Dan's piece and the interview we had. Thank you. 
Okay, welcome everybody to this interview with Dan Evans, um, Dulcimer Supremo, an ace guitar player and composer whose work I find captivating and interesting. So welcome, Dan. Hi, Simon. You're, you're too kind, but thank you. Um, it's great to speak to you. Um, we've just been having some idle banter before the interview, and we have a lot in common. Um, but my first question is, um, well, yeah, there's a few, but my first question is, why did you choose the dulcimer? Good question. I was, I missed out on, I'll try and be brief. I missed out on musical education at school because I had half my schooling in France and half in England. Mm. And because of that switch, and you'll get that as someone who lives in a foreign country, um, it, I just missed out on musical education altogether. I didn't even know every good boy deserves favour. I couldn't read a dot of music or anything. But I was good at woodwork. My father was an engineer and there was a woodworking bench at home and I was used to making things and using tools. Mm-hmm. And a boy in the year, so I, when I reached a certain age, I just, I just suddenly wanted to play music, but I didn't have the background to know what to do. And my college friends, my school friends would spend a year learning the cello just to play Bar Bar Black Sheep. And I thought, mm-hmm. no, I want something more accessible than that. Mm-hmm. So... Um, a boy in the year above me at school had made a dulcimer and it looked lovely, but the nylon strings he put on it didn't really work terribly well. Yes. So I made a dulcimer and it worked and I used it on my first recording actually. And um, it, that's, that's kind of how I got started with it. Really. I built two dulcimers at school and mm. uh, I struggled in my first year because I didn't have the knowledge of how to set up an instrument. I built it. Mm. I didn't know how to set it up. I didn't know how to play it. I didn't know anything about music. And then the next step for me was I bought a mandolin and I mm. ended up playing things like Bob Dylan and Lindisfarne and all, all, the, all the folk classics, sure. all the fun stuff, you know, the Banks of the Ohio, all the folk classics. And I played those at university just jamming with friends. Um, and that got me going. And then I bought a guitar uh, and I bought a guitar really to accompany myself on dulcimer. But I ended up, Within an hour of having a guitar, I was in open tunings and playing fingerstyle. So I never really learned the, the chords in standard tuning. I don't really play in standard tuning, and I yeah. don't really know the chords. <laughs> so, but that's that's a brief history of how it all came about. It was woodworking that got me going. Yeah, absolutely, and that draws in a connection. I think from our previous uh, chat about John Remborn and, and Bert Janssen. I listened to one of your solo albums before our interview, and I can hear those influences in, in this piece, um, one of your pieces here from, from this album. And it's like, I think it's called, what's it called? The Frolicking Lamb or something like that, the piece? Yes, there's a little tune called The Frolicking Lamb, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I guess there's a little bit of Renborn in there somewhere. <laughs> and for me, yeah, I can also hear this, the, the guitarist Dave Evans. I can hear him in there. Yeah, I, yes. I mean, he, I, my my true name is David Evans, hmm. but everybody called me Dan at university, so Dan stuck. just stuck with me. Yeah. But it's ironic that there's a guy in, in the folk world called David Evans, the same name as me, who plays fingerstyle in open tunings, and we're not too dissimilar, actually. Of course, yeah. And there's, there's yeah always... I like him a lot. I've, I've never met him, actually. I'd quite like to meet him, but I've heard, oh, I've so, heard I'm him. Sorry to, I'm sorry to announce that, obviously, some posthumously sad news, but I mean, he has passed away oh, very recently. 
But yeah. on but to get us back in our flow, the wonderful Pierre and Susan, um, oh, yeah. he made a harp guitar for Pierre, and Pierre is going to record some pieces on this harp guitar, and it's it's the most beautiful looking thing. It, it's it, it's like an Art Deco type shape. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and I I can't imagine how that's going to sound. That's going to be really interesting to hear. Pierre um, Ben Susan's absolutely marvelous. I just I just yeah. love his music. Yeah, um, we've got I think I've got quite a few of his records. We've seen him a couple of times. He's just marvelous. Same. I, I've I've got a love affair too. Yeah, wonderful. He's such a a passionate. Yeah. He's, he's not just a technician he's an artist his compositions are fantastic mm-hmm. he calls his compositions guitar landscapes and and uh, i call my my guitar compositions particularly on the guitar side rather mm. than the dulcimer side i call them guitar stories because they actually tell a story so the mm. frolicking ram is really about just the lamb just jumping around because they do that about late afternoon they just jump mm. around for the fun of it but but some of my other tunes are actually stories they actually tell a story it's not just a scene it's not a painting it's a story That's... i love that yeah i love the telling of stories i that reminds me of um pat Matheny's. i think he wrote a piece called a map of the world or something mm-hmm. and that's Definitely. that's telling a story isn't it that's telling a that's telling a story too um and yeah i love that idea and that's that's folky isn't it that's the the folk creeping in, I think, isn't it? The, the telling I, a story. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. So I, I've kind of moved. It's, it's years since I played the folk scene, but I went pro in 92 and toured the folk scene with a guitar. Hmm. And um, as, as time went on, I, I started to write more of my own music. Yes, of um, course. So going back three decades, I, I would have perhaps presented myself as an arranger so I'd like to take a simple folk tune, distill it to its very, very essence, mm. and then embellish it within my own style, using my own tools and techniques and what have you. But what I'm doing now more, I think, is composing from scratch. Mm. And, and those ideas are coming from nature, um, and they're often minimalist as well, because I've been inspired by some of the minimalist composers like Philip Glass and Steve Reich and and. I try and listen to uh, – uh, we're, we're very much on parallel lines here, Simon. I try and listen to a wide variety of music. I know you, you like music beyond the folk. Uh, yeah, I, I, totally. Wrong. I love the folk melodies. Mm. I mean, on Sunday night, we did pretty much nothing else. We did folk melodies, uh, folk songs mm. uh, with my vocalist singing, and then I, I was the accompanist. And then we did alternate song, tune, song, tune. And the tunes were, except for one, were all original. They were all original compositions. Mm. So, I mean, it's good from a, 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 an income point of view because I get a small royalty for playing my own music. But that's not the real reason we do it. No, of course <laughs> no. not. Um, it's, it's, I think it's, 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 it's an inquisitiveness, isn't it? It's an inquisitiveness. Yeah, it's, it's to share your music. But, but also I've become more confident with my compositions. I think, yeah. you know, I, I'm, there's a film. There's a huge. There's a film of me. It was a, a feature film made of me. Uh, sorry, not not just me, but it was a, of a festival that I played at in Kentucky. They were celebrating their 18th anniversary, I think, and I just happened to be there. And they did a, a bit of a performance and an interview. And I was asked by a very famous dulcimer player, you know, that I was a composer. And I was embarrassed. I said, "Well, composing—it's a big word, you know. I I, I kind of mess about with tunes, but." 
but actually I'm proud to say I'm a composer now because I've been doing it a lot and probably a large part of my repertoire, maybe a third or even a half is composition. And Can we just, yeah, that's absolutely wonderful. Um, that's going to lead on to, to another question I had for you. And it's about your compositions. And I, I really liked this strand of, of nature in your compositions. And so what is it? What, what are the common themes that you use um, for, for, for it, regarding nature in your compositions? And, and how does that link you? Well, I mean, I, 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 I didn't read music at university like you did. I, I, perhaps I should have done. No, no, <laughs> it's at all. A musician, but... But I didn't. I, I read uh, biological sciences. I did a botany degree under David Bellamy up in Durham. Mm. So um, we're another link there. No Newcastle City a little bit. Um, Durham's a lovely place. And I've, I, I was always interested in, in nature as a child. I was always looking into ponds and turning stones over and, and, and trying to catch lizards. And, you know, I've always been interested in creepy crawlies and, and the natural world and the environment and ecology. And now with climate change, it's on my mind an awful lot. I'm extremely, extremely concerned about that. But um, so rather than copy other musicians, obviously, you know, I like John Martin, I like Nick Drake, and I might play one or two of their songs. I like Joni Mitchell and all all kinds of different people. And I might play some of their songs. Hmm. But rather than copy other musicians, I try and take inspiration from somewhere completely non-musical. So to start from like the mill stream, Le Ruisseau du Moulin, which is one of my minimalist and, and nature themed compositions, to start from just water moving is a great place to start. So what I'm trying to do, my goal is not to have another musician influence my style, but have it be truly unique by going straight to something external to music and interpreting that with my fingers and my brain into into something that's coherent. Um, So they're either minimalist, because I like minimalist music, and I like this sort of shifting sounds rather than structured melodies, or sometimes they have melodies, but many of them are nature-themed. And to be honest, it's just random. It's just whatever inspires me. So there's one about a bird called a dipper, um there's one called the garden waltz which is all about a, a tea party and a, on a garden and then it rains i love that um, th- oh thank you yeah I, I it always goes down well and it's such a simple tune uh the latest composition is called tumbling skies and um it, it, it's called that because the, the 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 pattern of the chords and the picking and everything it it it, it it descends like like something that's tumbling down. Mm. And that was written in, in the pandemic and tumbling skies feels like an appropriate title for something written in the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a film called Snow, which is uh, a piece called Snow, which is all about snow leaves just gently meandering down on a, on a moonlit night. And that's, I hope that answers your question, really. A hundred percent answers my question. And yeah, I really like that. The connections and, and 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 what has inspired you, and I find that very interesting because I, I was contemplating yesterday about musical intent and to what degree is it an imaginative process? To what degree do we know in our heads what we're going to produce before it comes out of our fingers? But what is very interesting is that what you yeah. have described is a process yeah. by which something very visual 
has given you something very, it's giving you this response, it's giving you this musical impetus that is improvised, I guess, to some degree. But it's it's an image because you come from an artistic background. It's an image that has tied something musical. So here's something interesting, if you don't mind me going aside. I have friends in Taiwan and Hong Kong. And a lady in Hong Kong plays the uh, medieval traditional uh, hammer dulcimer, which they call a yanquin. It's 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 a symbol on really. It's a it's a version of the hammer dulcimer. Sure. And, and we we did a track together online. I've met her at a festival some years ago. She's an absolutely fantastic musician, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping to include her on the next album. Brilliant. And we'll do it remotely, so I'll record the track locally here. It'll get sent over there. She'll put her stuff on it and send it back and we'll mix it up and master it. But all of that's possible today. So that's that's one of the fun things you can do today. <laughs> mm, but that's one of the things I kind of really like is to sort of push the boundaries of the instrument and to involve different people who play in different styles. We're going to have a jazz musician on the next album, a, a wonderful Greek player called Stephanos Tsurelis. And he, he really is a brilliant player. He won Guitarist of the Year and he's, he's a fantastic jazz musician. And that's that's the best that's the best way I can interpret a folk song is for me to play dulcimer the way that I play and have a jazz guitarist put in some out of scale notes and and to me that makes the music come to life. So maybe I'm a heathen, I don't know. But <laughs> no, brilliant. Yeah, why the why the heck not? You know, um, why the heck not? Yeah, I'll send you a couple of links after the interview. Do yeah, I, I want to hear this now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so I put a um definitely and um yeah all of that's linking in so i think yeah i think we've got through all our questions all of our questions now really and yeah it's been great to talk to you and and, and find out about your and inspiration you, and ideas and your composing and everything that you've you've put together and, and this new project as well sounds really exciting so what's have you got any names for the album yet or any ideas like that yes we, we're going to call it a waltz through the woods um, uh, a Yorkshire artist who's brilliant called Ian Massey is going to sell me some of his pictures for the uh, artwork and there's going to be a number of waltzes on it so there'll be uh, Varsoviana which is a Viennese waltz and it's sort of some classical but it's actually a folk tune mm-hmm. and we're going to do a couple of versions of that we're going to put on Sandy Denny's uh, um, Like an Old Fashioned Waltz I've got uh, several folk songs that were in 4-4 four, four that mm. I've reset to 3-4, like Banks of the Lee. And it, it took me two years to set that tune into 3-4 because it didn't fit perfectly. There's some 4-4 four, four bars in there to make it work. Sure. So that it won't all be waltzes, but there'll be, there'll be a number of waltzes on it. And we're going to involve people from Germany, Nashville, Taiwan, Greece, you know, a right mixture of different classical and jazz and traditional artists. But that's if the budget will go that far. I'm sure it will. We'll make it happen. But the um, yes, but the thing is with COVID, I haven't been able to start it. I would have been finishing it by now, but I haven't yeah. been able to start yeah. it. So the good news about that is that there's more material. So there's actually enough material for a double album, but I'll probably just make a single album and then there'll be leftovers for another time. Great. So that, that's where we're up to. Awesome. And um, yeah, it's EnglishDulcimer.com, is it, for your website? That's correct. Yeah. English Dulcimer or, or, or my name and Dulcimer or whatever. You, you'll find me on the web easily enough. Yeah. 
Absolutely. But thanks for, thanks for the interview and thanks for your interest in my music, Simon. We'll, we'll chat after the interview sometime. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, Dan. Great to meet you and namaste. Take care, Simon. Bye for now. Bye. Now for a song sung by Daria Kulesh. She's a folk singer and songwriter with Russian and English roots, and she performs with Tristan Shum, who's a guitar supremo known by many, and a pianist called Maria Osman. Um, you can find her on YouTube, and this track is from her Emerging Covers EP that you can buy off Bandcamp. I highly recommend it. The production on it is excellent, and this track features Vicky and Johnny, um, our old favourites, Vicky Swan and Johnny Dyer, as session musicians working with her. And it's the song called The Mama's Dance by Lorena McKennett. past the woodland dales We've been rumbling all the night and sometime all this day Now returning back again we bring the golden gay in circles and in rows And so the journey of the night descends When all the shades are gone A garland gay we bring you here And at your door we stand It 
Days a sprout will bud it out The work of our Lord's hand We've been rumbling all the night And sometime all this day Now returning back again We bring a garland gay We've been rumbling all the night And sometime all this day Now returning back again We bring the garland Next up, we've got a track from Vicky Swan and Johnny Dyer, old favourites of the podcast, and two very seasoned and wonderful musicians um, who we heard on Daria's track. And this track features John Dipper on violin with them. John Dipper is a wonderful player who plays with great sensitivity and feel. I first heard his playing in the English Acoustic Collective. Um, I remember seeing performing at Sidmouth um, with Chris Wood. It was, I think it was Chris Wood and Friends was the concert. And the sensitivity and the musicianship was otherworldly. And he brings that to this track. Um, I really love the feeling that, that they have together. And I would love to get some of that in one of my own compositions. Um, so I will get to them on the phone post-Swift. But um, yeah, please do listen to this and enjoy it. This is their track, Friends. As I was walking down the road just at the break of day I found myself beside you, we were travelling the same way We shared a drink, a joke or two and a story by and by And we found as we were walking we were friends, you We were friends We were friends, you and I And we found as we were walking We were friends, you and I I've seen the dark clouds gathering And the rain come crashing down The road ahead so dark so hard to find But we stood strong together Arm in arm and side by side And we knew that we could make it We were friends, you and I We were friends We were friends, you and I And we knew that we could make it We were
grew old and tired And one by one they've gone It left me feeling dead So let and oh so much alone I stood and watched so helplessly As I could only cry But you were always with me We were friends We were friends, you and I But you were always with me We were friends, you and I So now the sun begins to set And the evening air grows cold Sit out in the fading light, swapping memories of old. We share a drink, a song or two, and a story by and by. And we know beyond all knowing, we are friends, you and I. We are friends, we are friends, you and I. Beyond all knowing, we are friends, you and I We are friends, we are friends, you and I And we know beyond all knowing, we are friends, you and I And we know beyond all knowing, we are friends Another track from Tom Warland this month, and this is The Ghost of Tom Joad that you can get from his Across This Land EP. And you can get that EP from Apple Music and Spotify. Coming up over the ridge Hot soup on a campfire under the bridge Shovel line stretching round the corner Welcome to the new world order Family sleeping in their cars in the southwest No home, no job, no peace, no rest the highway is alive tonight But nobody's kidding nobody about where it goes I'm sitting down here in the campfire lights Searching for the ghost of Tom Joe He pulls a prayer book out of his sleeping bag Preacher lights up a button, takes a drag 
For when the last shall be first and the first shall be last In a cardboard box neath the underpass Got a one-way ticket to the promised land Got a hole in your belly and a gun in your hand Sleeping on a pillow of solid rock Bathing in the city aqueduct Well the highway is alive tonight Where it's headed everybody knows I'm sitting down here in the campfire light Waiting on the ghost of Tom Jones Thank you for tuning in to this month's Get the Folk In podcast. It was a pleasure to interview Dan and hear about his creative processes. And as always, do go to the artists' pages, um, their websites, in this case, um, EnglishDulcimer.com, and buy their music, buy their releases. Not just for Dan, but for Vicky and Johnny, for Tom, and for Daria as well. Tune in to next month's podcast for another interview um, with another artist who I'm going to pick at random and also to hear some other new features that I will devise in the meantime. If you want to hear about the creative process and what's going on and also about 
what's going to be coming up and maybe some hidden features, um, you can join the mailing list for the podcast where we will give you um, special access to some, maybe some extra audio excerpts from interviews and some other things as well. Um, do that by going to www.getthefolkin.com and join the mailing list. The mailing list is going quite well and we have a lot of people for the first one and I would like to see loads more in the next one. So join the mailing list and I will see you again on the next Get the Folk In podcast.